Hello again, I'm Tim Muma, and you found localjobnetwork.com radio. This is Job Search Guide, where we look to give you tips and strategies to land your next great position, and we do that by enlisting expert guests to gain some knowledge from them. In order to get a job, however, you may first be in need of an internship, and our guest for this episode has some insight into uncovering that great internship you might need. On the show, we have Marv Russell, a global human resources professional and the author of Finding Your Internship, What Employers Want You to Know. Marv, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. Oh, a pleasure to have you on. And uh, the internship, obviously something that comes up a lot in our discussions with our shows. I had one. My colleagues all have had one. We have internships here at our organization. How important really are they nowadays in terms of being able to then get out into the workforce? It is the way of life. It is what corporations now expect. If you are in college, or even if you're in your high school, and you haven't started to secure your internships yet, you are going to be behind when it comes time for getting the job. Things have changed in corporate America. We want experience. It's no longer as important as it used to be to go to the right school or go to a fancy school and have great, big, huge grades and fancy uh, courses. People want the real-life experience. We can see what you can do, how you do your work, your work ethic. Uh, your leadership. We can see it all. We can touch it and feel it. We want the experience. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, that's uh, right off the bat, they're very powerful as far as uh, how you see it from your point of view. Even more important than having that traditional job or getting experience in, uh, in some other realm, people should be looking at, even if it's an unpaid internship, that's going to be more valuable in, than you know getting some extra money on the side. Look, internships come in a lot of different ways, but think about it in terms of experience. So it might be volunteer work. It might be working for the local boys and girls clubs. It could be working at the local YMCA. It might be a paid internship. It may be an unpaid internship. It could be a co-op. It could be an externship. I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of young people are, who have internships that are long distance. Uh, in fact, I just had a young woman who, had a, uh, who worked for me who did an internship from um, Houston, Texas. And oh, she wow. was working for me while I'm in New York City. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What matters is can you demonstrate the, your willingness to learn and to differentiate yourself from the competition? Sure. Now, you mentioned there that maybe even going into high school, you should start having this idea, that thought. I've heard on the other end people saying, well, you don't even know what you want to do yet at that point. But what do you suggest in terms of being able to jump into the sort of quasi workforce, getting that experience you talked about. I mean, is it too late if you're waiting till your second, third year of college? I think it is. I think the times have changed. I'm encouraging high school kids and and moms and dads to get their kids out and get them engaged in these work experience opportunities. Now, in high school, it may be much more of a volunteer type of role. Okay. But even in volunteerism, what that shows is demonstration of your willingness and your desire to commit. And you can learn some skills and you'll be able to document those skills. Now, if you're doing it in high school, what's important about that, that's also going to be on your college application. And colleges mm-hmm. are valuing that experience. They're valuing the fact that you are something more than just the student just doing the simple things. When you are a person who's involved with extracurricular activities, you're involved in sports, band, clubs, things like that, that's all great. But if you go outside of the school environment and you go to the local neighborhood center and volunteer, if you go to the local elderly center and volunteer, if you go and read to young preschoolers at daycares, that all matters. It shows responsibility, accountability, and your willingness to give back. 
Now, what I found interesting in some of the points I've been reading up um, from your book, the idea that really internships, they're a process now. I mean, if you're really looking for that, that right one, what would you suggest in terms of if an individual is looking to find that ideal internship? What kind, of, what kind of steps are they taking? Are they treating it a certain way? What's their attitude? And can you give us a little bit of guidance just to be able to start finding that right position? Absolutely. You know, most folks right away go to the internet, okay, and look for job postings. Internships are posted everywhere, but obviously the competition is going to be fierce. My philosophy and, and, and the, the young people that I work with are much more successful when they sit down at their desk and say, what do I want to learn? What can I do? What do I want to experience? Hmm. And you design your own internship. And then the methodology that I give these young folks is design your own internship, present it to various companies, and tell them what you can offer them and what you'd like to receive back. Now, the importance of that is, is that when you see all the job postings and um, the internship postings on campus, a lot of people are looking at those and multiple colleges are posting those jobs right. as well. And so there's going to be the big names. And, and, you know, a lot of young people get caught up with those big name, those big name brands. I want to be a marketing person at the big name marketing company. My goal is to find an internship that fits you that might be in a smaller company where you're actually going to work with the owner. Hmm. So I have a great example. I have a young man who I was working with. He wanted a marketing internship, wasn't happening. So he designed his own. He submitted it to a local public relations firm. It's okay. only a four-person firm, mom and pop shop. Right. He called them up and, and thought he was going to be leaving a message. Boy, was he shocked when the owner answered the phone. <laughs> now he's talking to the owner. The next day he had an interview. And by the next week he was starting the internship and he worked with the owners and got to go to those important meetings. That was valuable. And by the way, he ended up working for the company, still working for them today. Wow. That can happen. And, you know, and a lot of those kinds of companies aren't planning to have an internship program. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be willing to go help them discover the importance and the value of what you can give as an intern. Well, I appreciate you bringing up that example and just the idea that, of course, yeah, the draw is to those big names and, you know, you can put it on your resume. But as you mentioned, those smaller places, you're probably going to be doing more work and, and being more engaged with a lot of those areas. You know, we get questions sometimes from people like, oh, well, my internship, what do I do? All they're doing is having me do these kind of menial tasks. And I mean, can you offer up some advice if someone is kind of, quote unquote, stuck in that spot where they're just, they're that traditional intern of, of running errands and occasionally doing some work? How do you approach that? Well, the first thing I say to them, you have to self-discover the job. Now, no company's perfect, and maybe your boss isn't perfect, and maybe your boss is busy and doesn't have the time that they anticipated being able to give to you. Mm -hmm. Now make it happen for yourself. You go introduce yourself to other departments. You introduce yourself to other colleagues. You volunteer to do something. Hey, I've got some extra time today. Can I help you do that project you're working on? If you sit at your desk and wait, you're missing the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Part of the opportunity of growth, part of the opportunity of leadership is discovering and offering to people why you're essential to the organization, what makes you exceptional to the organization. And when you are self-directed, people will spot that and they will, they will recognize that. And I think it's those kinds of young people who are going to get the job offers the quickest, the ones who are self-directed, self-starters. Another part of this that, I, uh, that jumped out at me is there's the term that you have in here, impact zones. Can you fill us in on what that is, what that means, and how that relates to finding one's internship? 
my internship book was my, my second book. My first book was called Linebacker in the Boardroom, Lessons in Life and Leadership. And what I discovered in that book and what I offered and what I very often do when I'm in speaking engagements, I tell people, you got to find your impact zone. And the impact zone is the place where you make the difference, where people look at you and they say, geez, what that person does impacts me. I want it. I need it. I desire it. I appreciate it. I value it. And so when I always leave my young clients, especially in speaking engagements, your job tomorrow is to find the impact zone, the place where you made a difference, whether it was at church, whether it was at school, whether it was on the job, whether it was in an internship, never leave the job a single day without making an impact that somebody recognized. Always find the impact zone, the place where you make the difference and people recognize that you make the difference. I got to say, Marv, I love the passion that you speak with this. I mean, you clearly are uh, you know, diving full on into the idea of helping out these individuals and, and being able to give them the opportunities. It's definitely coming across here on the radio as well. Another mention here, uh, some tools and resources that are mentioned in the book, things like an internship proposal, business cards. How much of that is effective? How much of that really plays a role in being able to, to stand out? What can you offer up in ways of some of those ideas brought up in the book? I've got 26 nieces and nephews large family. Sure. And <laughs> half of them are, um, are in college and high school. Every one of them has a business card. Really? We give them business cards for Christmas because <laughs> you need to have a business card even in high school. Start learning how to use it. Start learning how to gather them. It's as important giving them as, as it is gathering them. And you start creating your file. And so you use that as a way to put your name in front of people. Hmm. And what are those key things that you uh, want somebody to know about you? So I think the business card is very important. But you know, there's another thing that's even more important right now with, with our young folks. And it is what I call their social media reputation. They've got to make sure that it's clean. Hmm. You got to start looking at your name as your brand. So when you hand that business card out and it says, my name is Marv Russell, you're also saying that's my brand. That's my reputation. And when your brand and your reputation on social media is controversial and doing things that are outside the scope of what we normally expect in society and what we normally see as responsible in society, employers are going to see it. Whether you like it or not, folks, everybody looks at the internet. <laughs> Everybody's going to look at Facebook. Everybody's going to look and see what you're tweeting. That's the way of life. Mm -hmm. Clean it up. So the picture of our party last night sitting around a pool with everybody with a red cup full of beer is not the thing that's going to endear you to the heart of a future employer. Sure. Your name is your reputation. Clean up your social media. Separate out the fun things that you do with you and your friends that we all went through and then create a formal proposal of who you are and who your brand is. Now, that is interesting. Uh, you know, technology obviously has um, some terrific aspects to it, and then it has areas where maybe of, of a little bit concern. Do you see that as being the biggest mistake young people make in not having that clean profile? Are there are other areas that, in terms of the internship, that other mistakes that happen. What would you point to as, as areas that uh, the youngsters out there can look out for? We are absolutely convinced the social media thing is the most important thing. Okay. Because as bright as our young folks are, they still haven't grasped the understanding of how accessible everything that they do is to the rest of us. Mm -hmm. And there are so many young folks who do not get jobs, and they don't know why they got, didn't get the job. But I can tell you, I just ran an internship program this summer for, uh, of 25 people for a great uh, company in New York City. And every single person that applied 
all we did was we went on Facebook and we looked to see what their behavior was. We just looked to see, you know, it's public. I just looked to see. Right. And we also do background checks on everybody. And our background checks are very, very thorough. Folks have to understand, this is a different age. You know, the, the age of technology just allows us to have so much access to information. So we want people who are going to represent our values and, and go forward from that. I don't know. There was a, a great TV show on. It was, was not very long in duration, but it was about three people trying to get a job. And there was a panel. And one of the panelists said in a very final interview to the two finalists, please tell me right now, if you're representing my company, what's going to be the most embarrassing thing that I'm going to find when I go look at your name on Facebook? And both the finalists paused and you saw their eyes rolling and questioning. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You're wondering, okay, what was on there? <laughs> right. And uh, I thought that was just a great example. That's the world we live. And mm -hmm. uh, people have to be careful of that. Well, again, Marv, I do appreciate some of the, the insight, obviously the experience you have, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, the passion you have for this subject. I want to give you the floor here at the end as we get close to wrapping up the show. What would you want to leave the listeners with in terms of finding that great internship, being that ideal candidate to land one of those, those positions, and just something that our listeners can really grasp from you as we uh, close out the show? I always say to everybody when I end my uh, presentations uh, and speeches that I give is that, remember. Everything you do in life, this internship, the work that you do, you have to discover why you are essential to the organization. You have to be exceptional in how you do it, and you have to be ethical in terms of your moral fiber. And when you are essential, exceptional, and ethical, people will see you as having the ability to sustain an impact. You will find the impact zone. You will be different. You will differentiate yourself from others. Be essential. Be exceptional, be ethical, find your impact zone. All right, an excellent way to wrap up this edition of Job Search Guide. Again, we've been talking about really that step before landing your full-time job, and that's a great internship. And we've been speaking with a man who knows a lot about that. His name is Marv Russell. He is a global human resources professional and, again, the author of Finding Your Internship, What Employers Want You to Know. Marv, again, thanks for coming on. It's been a real pleasure, and uh, hopefully our listeners will be able to take away a lot from what you brought us today. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. And as always, you can reach out to us as well. If you have any comments or suggestions, just email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And as Marv mentioned, social media, you can find us on Twitter at the LJN. We'd love to have a conversation with you there as well. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.